Are you asking yourself the important questions? What kind of growth are you chasing? Can you repackage fear as incentive? Where does what you know end and who you are begin? If you're ready to take a deep dive into introspective mechanics, welcome to the Inspire Here podcast, where two boss women have open organic conversation on all things philosophy, self-improvement, and evolution. Get aligned with your core values, discover your vision, and elevate your essence to the very next level. Here are your hosts, Queen Bedra and Shivali Patel. Welcome back. Welcome to Inspire Here. And you are with Queen Benjarat and Shivali Patel. Yes. So we are back again on our podcast. And today's topic would be about engineering powerful habits successfully. And we are with the experts herself. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't so. necessarily call myself an expert, but I did write a book on it. <laughs> yes. Hey, the yeah. girl who read a book on it. On our first episode, we were also discussing on um, a little bit on the habits as well. As we were agreeing on that it's quite important for us to have the habits. So we're bringing this topic back. I'll leave, it, I'll leave the stage to you now. I, I was going to start with a question to you, actually. is okay. like, What do you feel is a habit? How would you define a habit? When you do something consistently. Yes. Okay has to be positive, bringing in your life. Consistently doesn't mean it have to be every single day. Um, let's say you could decide to do this for one month, two months, three months, and if you're able to maintain for years, then it's amazing too. But overall, for me, how I see it, that it has to be positive activities. The way that I see it is habits ebb and flow. They come and go in your lifetime. And while you would like the ideal thing to be that they last for a lifetime, right? Especially something like going to the gym. I also don't consider all habits to be positive in nature. So you can have bad habits. Constantly smoking something that's Mm -hmm. counterintuitive to your health. It's still a habit at the end of the day. But it's something that is triggered by some sort of cue that you end up doing automatically when that cue happens. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that triggers that within you, then I would see that as a habit. And so when it's a habit, it can be performed consistently, but it's not so much that it's an everyday thing or it's for a lifetime, but it's more so for a X amount of period, you have something that's just automatically being performed. The habit My philosophy on it is there's a whole process to the actual formation of a habit. So when you have a formation of a habit, you have your initial cue, and then you have something that is almost like a craving that's created from that trigger. And then once that craving occurs, you have the actual action you take. So that's the repetition that you are doing, which in turn will lead to a reward. So When you are starting to form a habit, I think it's a lot about who you are and what works for you. It's not a set process that works for everyone. Yes, you have the basic formation of a habit, but it's also what internally and externally motivates you. Internally, what do you feel gets you going? Is it fear? Because if it's fear, then 
maybe it's like the fear of, I don't know, not making enough money, then you're trying to overwork yourself and make several income streams. Or maybe it's the fear of of being lonely, right? Then you're going out and you're trying to be more proactively social, whether that's by yourself and placing yourself in uncomfortable situations so you can feel and expand as a person in a social aspect. Or if it's something such as spending money, some people feel like they need to spend money on something to actually want to use it. So if it's just a free plan, it's not going to work for them. But if they've spent some money on it, then they find value in it. So identifying those things is important. But even before that internal and external motivation happens, it's also about your core set of beliefs. So Queenie, for, for you, like... Do you feel that your core values really align with the habits that you have? Yes, at the moment it does. But before it was not. It's really the matter of time because we change, develop and grow and get to understand ourselves better each day, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say that um, the certain point of time that I am in my life, the habits are aligned with what I wanted to do, with my core value, what I believe in and my vision and my goals but before that i was just doing it because the um the pressure or or the belief from the society because when we were young you know we didn't have this individual thoughts and belief as much as we are a little bit older with experiences in the world so now it has changed yes for just a couple of years the past two three years i am interested in helping children, focusing on kids and support like sustain items, uh, products, eco products, and so on. So I can see that now what I'm doing at a certain part of my life, all the habits that I'm creating that I have regularly, vegan diet, once in a while, if it's not diet, then I would eat organic, you know, and then I started to have my salad garden, which you have to taking care of it every single day and then I read the book like food for thoughts books videos um, listening to other podcasts that actually support my visions and and my goals that I wanted to achieve at the the process of having this human experience yes so it just had changed recently yeah I think it's awesome that you that you do a lot of habits that foster that growth And when you're focusing on things that kind of water the Mm -hmm. seeds you want to plant, it creates this craving, right, that I was talking about earlier, that feeling of fulfillment. But fulfillment also stems from your core values and beliefs. And so if your goals or what you want to implement in your life, your habits, right, that you want to implement, they don't line up very well with your values and your beliefs then you're going to have a very hard time maintaining those, wouldn't you say? Yes, that's true, that's true. For example, because we both met at the competition, right? Yes, yeah. Not the kind of person who enjoy exercising a lot, but because at that time I have my goal, so then I have to go for training, um, running, cardio, weightlifting. Wait, 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 hold on. So uh, not everybody that's listening to this might know where Queenie and I met. Oh. Yeah. So I feel like we should probably we should probably. What are you guys talking about? What competition? It was a it was a food eating competition. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Queenie and I uh, we both actually competed for a 
competition called Miss Supernational. And so it's in the realm of beauty pageants, but it is a lot more than simply about beauty. And I'm not going to feed you some line about uh, <laughs> it's beauty on the inside that matters. That's It's not that. It's really cool. There's so many different layers to it. And so it was really the kind of prep that was very 360. It was very 360. Very, very well-rounded. So what she's talking about is us meeting at that competition because she was Miss Supranational Thailand 2021 and I was Miss Supranational United States 2021. That's where our love blossoms. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's where we form this uh, beautiful partnership. (laughs) So that's what she was talking about. I I think that competition itself is an excellent example of how things that – you wouldn't maybe consistently do somehow find the motivation because you have an incentive to do something, right? Yeah, like the goals because you have to have the fitness body, basically. You have to be healthy and in shape and we work so many hours those during the competition. So I was training a lot, uh, you as well. But like you, until today, you still go to the gym, you know, you still enjoy spending time at the gym, but I don't do yeah. that. I, I do go for jogging, but I don't do weightlifting anymore, those kind of things. And I'm focusing more now on breathing exercise, like yoga, slower, you know, <laughs> not pumping yeah. so much. So it really depends on if you have your goals and if you do have your goals and it's also if you have short-term or long-term goals, then the habits will align to support that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, In terms of like short term goals and long term goals, I think it is a lot easier to maintain if they align with your values. But I think let's talk about bad habits, right? Doesn't everybody have bad habits? I don't think it's possible to not have a bad habit. I, I mean, that's just me. Do you think you think it's possible to not have a bad habit? You could get rid of it. I mean, not get rid of it, but you develop and you change. The thing is that there's a book that was saying that your cells, they regenerate, right? Yes, yeah. So I actually do think that it's possible because I don't know. Okay, now I'm like debating with myself. But I know like at the end of the day, you are the boss of your own life. So you can decide what to do with it. If you... Oh, that's such a politically correct answer though. That's like, (laughs) oh, but you can decide if it's a bad habit or not. See, personally, I think we all do things that are kind of detrimental to what we want to achieve. Like, for example, January 20, you know, 2023, everybody's going to set a goal of some sort. And a percentage of those people will actually follow through on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because they're not determined, but maybe because bad habits are a bit more stronger in intent. You enjoy maybe going to the movies more or being social or going out for drinks. <laughs> And those things are all great if done in moderation. (laughs) However, when our pull is towards one thing Mm -hmm. over the other, then it becomes a lot more harder. Yeah, so by the right balance. I I think you can do any of those as long as, like you say, you moderate it and then you're aware of what you are doing. And if you have the goals, then how what would be the way for you to maintain it do you have to have certain of like post it everywhere for you to see like at the refrigerator at the bathroom um, mirror to remind yourself I don't know like there's so many simplest way um, to 
to get yourself into this program, right? Into the, um, creating, yeah. painting the habits. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also just dependent on you since you are the creator of your life because yeah. some people are, are visual learners, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a visual learner, you might need those post-it notes to yeah. remind you to do those things, to encourage you and hype you up. But if you're somebody who's auditory, maybe you needed a friend to keep you accountable. Your mom to tell you. Do what? <laughs> or you need your mom to keep telling you that. Well, like when we yeah. were kids, you know, when mom says something, we don't really do it, actually. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it, it has the opposite effect. <laughs> we're talking about me. It definitely has the opposite <laughs> but I'm um, sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yes, I love you. But uh, I, I like to find out things my own way. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone are like that, because huh? like we are, yeah, we, we want to yeah. learn our ways. And um, there's a there's a saying um, in Thai. I don't know if in English has that, but the meaning um, along this is like. Um, the adults have been through all the all the experiences, so it's better for you to learn from them, so then you don't have to go through the same process. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that if you have these idioms in English or not, but it's kind of true actually. But then yeah. still, you know, me who are very strong-headed when I was young, well, I'm not gonna listen to you. I know it's dangerous, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna risk it. Yeah, so luckily I was conscious enough to pull myself out from whatever that it was distracting me. Mm-hmm. Bad habits, like you said, is when we were young, we I enjoyed a lot going out, you know, partying, drinking. And the past two years, I have drank only like six times. It was impressive, you know. So I already decreasing the bad habits that it was enjoyable to do, but now I have the reason why I not do it. And I still go out, but you don't have to drink anymore, you know. If you find the right reasons, I think anything is possible for you to continue doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's so much easier when when things align with your core values and beliefs, and you know exactly where you stand in terms of internal and external motivation. Because then you, if you know what motivates you, it's a little bit easier to incentivize that, right? You have your cue, but you know exactly why you feel good about it because mm-hmm. you know your values and beliefs because yeah. it aligns. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's easier to respond because it is completely there for you when you're mm-hmm. when you're thinking about it in a sense of internal and external motivation. So yeah. I think all those things in combination make sense. Or, whoa, 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 whoa. What if, what if, okay, this is maybe the question from the audiences. I cannot break this bad habits. What would you suggest them? Because we were saying okay. that you can do it, you know, it's because you have to know your core value. How do they actually get to the point of understand themselves and know their true self? What would you suggest them to, to do? Okay, so when it comes to that, I would first think about your point of frustrations. When you're feeling negative emotions, then try to identify what the reverse of that emotion is because that's kind of where you're falling short, right? It's you don't feel fulfilled enough and that's why you feel the need to act out or maybe have a habit that's replacing that lack of emotion or value. Mm -hmm. And then create a list of the core values and values that you do find important to you. What is important to you? 
And from those things, identify maybe the top five and prioritize them. So know exactly where you stand on what is important to you. Not something that's urgent, not my workplace, you know, needs this X item by Friday. That's not important. That's urgent. Important is something that's important to you on a personal level. And then write out all your goals or your habits and try to see which value does that really align with. When you've done that, then you know which habits will actually stick and which will not. And coming to the whole question that Queenie asked, right, of bad habits, you can see where that bad habit falls on your spectrum of values and beliefs and know that you will mess up. When you're trying to build a habit, you will mess up. But bad habits itself, they're not going to necessarily get eliminated. It's more about replacing them. Try to find other habits that are manageable to do long term that match those values and beliefs. I just had you write. Hopefully you follow that exercise. And if you didn't, pause, you know, go and do that exercise. And if you didn't catch all that exercise, it is also in my book, which I'll try to make sure that we link it down below so you have a copy. And just follow along those steps. And when you find a habit that's manageable, that matches those core values you have, you can replace it with that bad habit. So for example, for me, when I was younger, I used to drink an obscene amount of milk. And to some people, that's not really a bad habit. But I was drinking maybe three tall glasses of milk (laughs) with every meal. Doesn't matter what it was. Even if milk isn't something you should be drinking, like with curry. I know I'm Indian. I don't eat curry every day. But like, you know, (laughs) when I was having it at the time. (laughs) I was drinking an obscene amount of milk. And then I went to college and I thought to myself, why don't I just try water? I didn't like the flavor of the milk that the university Uh had. Uh I was so used to drinking the same kind of uh, beverage every day. So I drank water and I, it was, it blew my mind how easy it was to replace that habit. And I didn't even miss it. So sometimes it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. To take a bad habit and make it a good one, mm-hmm. if you just make the small changes and you can identify how you can change that. One last thing I'll add is also if you're feeling negative emotions, and I'm sure we'll like Queen and I will do a, a whole episode on this as well, just how to get through negative emotions. But negative emotions, when you feel it associated with a bad habit, try to deconstruct that. So don't just try to replace that bad habit, try to talk yourself out of it. And how you can do that is by using words that are a lot less or that are a lot more muted in nature. So don't say I'm angry, say I'm peeved. I'm not having the greatest time. I think I've been better. Yeah, that that will also really help in just kind of toning things down for you a notch. Just before we leave, um, since we mentioned about emotions, I just want to add just a little bit. Maybe it would be useful for our uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did with my previous practice on emotions um, is that whenever I feel the emotion, then I will identify it, like you were saying. But by identify it, I need to really understand the reason behind it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm upset. But I uh, I got upset because of one specific thing, but then I stay upset the whole day. So yeah. then if 
But I didn't realize that until the end of the day. So then I have to think back what really was the first string that pulled this upsetness inside of, of me. And then once I figure it out, then I would be like, okay, you know, it's in the past because the minutes has passed already, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look forward. Yeah. And then instead of, because emotion is also habits, that's how I see it, right? If you continually mm-hmm. feed yourself with um, negative emotions, then you're going to keep having this upset and depressions and those negative feelings within you. To avoid that, then you have to sit with it, but not to run away from it. Some people, they crave for sweet chocolate um, or eat junk food or sometimes even the good things like exercise, but they overly exercise just to numb the feelings in a spiritual way. Yeah. I think it's not the, such a right way because you have to really understand and then you kind of unfold it a little bit by bit and exchange, like you say, with the better um, positive habits. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was that was quite a topic, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that really wraps it up for today, too. For those of you that are watching, again, uh, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to let us know. Give us some love. <laughs> hit the like button. Share. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you're always in the know when we have new content. And, of course, our socials are listed on this video. If you yeah, are watching yeah. the video format, mm-hmm. be sure to give us a follow. And we'll... See you next time on the next episode yeah. of Inspire Here. Yeah. And also, it's important for us, you know, if you get to share your stories because your stories inspire us as well. We will be seeing you. Bye. You've been listening to Inspire Here. Our passion is to have open, organic, real and raw conversations on everything from philosophy, self-improvement, to evolution, helping you to take a deep dive into your introspective mechanics. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten something from it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Inspire Here. Take care and we'll see you next time on Inspire Here.